This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to the show. Happy, happy December. We're finally happy here. Happy December 1. It comes around. Sugar and spice That's you right. can download <laughs> oh, on Spotify. Here goes a whole month of this. Michaela Gordon and Brandon Rogers, baby. Well, Emmy nominated Brandon Rogers. That's right. Right? Or, or Grammy buddy. nominated. Grammy nominated. Yes. Oh, exciting stuff. Happy December. I can't believe we're here again already. It uh, it comes by it, every year. It feels like it's like, oh, it's forever away. And then it's like it's going to be gone in the blink of an eye. I know. I know. I feel the same way. I'm forcing myself to listen to Christmas music. I've been for nonstop for the last few days. And forcing myself to do holiday festivities because mm-hmm. I'm like, babe, you're going to miss it. It goes mm-hmm. by so fast. Have fun. If you don't make a plan, you got to be a man with a plan or a woman with a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're watching the uh, news right now. The U.S. and France are about to have uh, a little bit of a, a state visit, if you will. Apparently, this is Joe Biden's first uh, state visit uh, as president of the United States. It's officially uh, it's a big deal. Emmanuel Macron uh, coming to town. He's kind of a hottie, by the way. Yeah. Like, he's kind of good looking. No, he's hot. Uh, they're having lobster and caviar here. <laughs> it's breaking news from CNN. So that's what the fancy ones will be uh, having at the White House. Can I just say that sometimes my only goal in this show is to make Vanessa laugh. And if I get one chuckle out of her, I feel like I've accomplished oh so much. Mm, I, I got a chuckle out of her earlier. She laughed. But she usually laughs at me. Not so much with mm. me. No, sometimes we'll be in a very serious conversation and I'll look at Vanessa and whatever I have said... She thinks it's funny, and then I start the giggles, and then I can't stop. Same. V, thank you. Also, I do want to point out, you have your laptop today. Well, I had some serious work to do throughout the show, so I brought my own laptop. Wow. I know. I like it. Who's she? A businesswoman. A businesswoman. That's right. We've got a big show for you today. We've got a friend of mine, Christina Moore. Uh, She's an actress and a producer. She's joining us. Talk about a couple of Christmas movies she has. One on HBO Max, one on Netflix. One of them comes out today, actually. Uh, And she's going to tell you why you need to tune in, why they're a little bit different from Christmas movies you might be used to. Super excited to have her um, also, what do you do if you feel guilty about setting boundaries? That's our topic today for Therapy Thursdays. 
God knows we need it. Mm-hmm. Also, Dr. James Simmons is calling in on World AIDS Day with some updates on uh, blood donation. Big news yesterday. A uh, bit of a mixed bag of re- reactions to that, though. Uh, but he's going to set the record straight in what the health a little bit later on. So lots of fun stuff coming up. Uh, right now, though, you want to do some news on the beat? You got it, babe. The Food and Drug Administration could soon loosen restrictions on blood donations from gay and bisexual men. Now, new FDA guidelines are reportedly in the works that would allow gay and bisexual men in monogamous relationships to donate blood without abstaining from sex. The decision we made was made based on a study to determine the effectiveness of individualized risk assessments. Gay and bisexual men who do seek to donate under the new policy will join all potential blood donors in being asked to complete a risk assessment form that assesses for certain sexual behavior. But we will continue this conversation later on in our show with Dr. James Simmons in What the Health. All right, another news. The House Ways and Means Committee now has access to six years of former President Donald Trump's tax returns after a three-year battle to obtain them. The committee won access to the material from the Treasury Department on Wednesday after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected Trump's final appeal on November 22nd, according to the Treasury Department. Treasury has complied with last week's court decision. Uh, Winning the ability to examine Trump's tax returns brings to a close a legal fight that began when Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal asked the Treasury Department in April 2019 to hand over the then-president's tax returns under a law that allows congressional tax writing committees to obtain tax returns for its investigations. What if, hear me out, what if they finally get these things, because they said they're going to make them public, and he's been like a perfect citizen this entire time. Like, wouldn't that be the move? If you're Donald Trump, you're like, listen, I'm going to act like i got so much to hide for years, and then they're going to get these things and realize I'm doing nothing wrong. Honestly, I could see that. I could really see it happening just because Donald Trump is such a little scam artist. Yes. And he's a scammer. He is a scammer. Yeah. He's gone Lacey's podcast. He scam should goddess. scam goddess. He should go she on there. She would drag him for filth. She would. <laughs> she would. She'd destroy him. All right. Let's get into weather. 42 in Philadelphia. 60 in Austin. At 57 in Denver. 56 in Vegas. 53 in San Francisco. And 66 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. The mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. When it's calm, everything becomes clear. Mm, I love that. Stay calm to make your decisions. Time of time of year. Yes, baby. Santa, baby. We snuggle up. We dream of all the wonderful gifts Santa Claus is going to bring us on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve if you're one of those weird families that opens presents the night before. Um, but apparently Gen Z moms have a different game plan. Stop the music, Vanessa. They want to tell kids Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> what? First, well, well, well. Why is Gen Z so horrible? Also, what is Gen Z? Like, what's the age range? Gen Z is like, it's below 30. I think they're like 28. Is okay. it like 17 to 28? Uh, are people born in 19... Born. 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 The word is born. Born. Okay. Thank you. In 1997. 1997? Is there a range? It's just that one year. 1997 to... Starting to 1997. Okay. 20. I've heard this theory before, actually. And the theory behind it is... So they're like 25-ish. Yeah. Okay. The theory is... And there are some not Gen Zs that agree with this. 
they feel like as a parent, they work super hard to provide for their kids. And when their kids receive their presents on Christmas Day, they don't want their kids thinking it came from like Santa Claus. They want their kids to know it came from their parents, them, who worked super hard to get them the gifts and that they love them, that it didn't come from some like imaginated character. Imaginated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, imaginated away. I love it. So that's the theory behind it, which I kind of understand. Okay, what would you do? You have kids. Are you telling them it's from you or are you telling them it's from Santa? Okay, let me think. It's my niece and nephew. Uh, no, my nephew found out Santa wasn't real like two years ago. Okay, it was le- devastation al- himself. Allegedly, by the way, just so we're clear, I still I still believe I'm 42 and I'm dead serious. So. I know, babe, but he- Car- carry okay. on. All right, well, so you believe that? You believe allegedly he doesn't exist. AJ does. I mean, uh, Aiden does not exist. Think that Santa exists. Okay. My niece totally think he ex- exists. And is that fun, or you feel like you're like 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 tricking her? fun. I, I think it's fun because it's nostalgic for me. Like, totally. I love Santa. She loves Santa. We have Santa wrapping paper for her gifts that come exclusively from Santa. It's different paper, of course. Of yeah. course, yes. And yes. Santa has a different handwriting, too. Totally. Santa prints. cookies. Santa prints, and my mom writes cursive. Yeah, but we are living in a weird age where um, my sister-in-law gave Santa skim milk last year, and I was like, girl, just give him regular milk. She's like, well, I only have skim milk. It's like, remember, and I'm like, okay, are we vegans? <laughs> remember the scene in Santa Claus where he comes the one year and he goes, I'm lactose intolerant, and the next year she gives him yes! uh, lactate or something, and he's like, yes! what is this? He goes, you said you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> Listen, yes. I'm going to be real honest. I'm just going to be as blunt as I can be. These moms are horrible. They're the worst moms ever. I hate it. I don't like this at all. I, listen, because I had, this is like, Maybe more popular now, but I had some friends growing up whose parents were this way and were like, no, we work really hard. We want them to know. I think that's so selfish. I think if you're a parent of a little teeny child and you have the opportunity to give them some like vision of the world, this magical place for a few years and give them some sort of hope, then I think that's fantastic because the older I've gotten and I like, listen, I believe God, you know, whatever. I My, my level of belief varies on any day of the week, but... I, in theory, believe in God and a higher power and all that stuff, right? But also, I do know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. It's a pagan holiday. He was born in April or so. Like, it's all made up. It's all made up. Okay, we should have Dr. Jen Mann call in because Dr. Jen Mann, who is a therapist, actually makes a major point. She has two twin girls that are now like 15, and she said she did not tell her children about Santa um, because she didn't want to start lying to them. So she told her kids Santa didn't exist, but to not like tell other kids that, that was just like their own thing, but she didn't want to start a relationship lie- with with lying to them. Okay, so, okay. So that's a point too How from ma- a parent and a therapist. I hear that. How many kids really are like, you lied to me and they just struggle with that for the rest of their lives? Like, I think like, I feel like logically thinking human beings would be like, oh, at some point you're like, maybe at first you're a child, you're a little bit sad. But then I was very quickly like, oh, that was very kind of you. That was really sweet. Like you gave me this like fantasy for all these years. That's pretty cool. And then I was very excited to like, I wanted to keep the secret for my younger siblings because I had younger siblings that were each one year apart. And so in my brain, I was slowly preparing Okay, one year Derek's going to find out, and then another year Carrie's going to find out, and then some year later Darren will find out. 
they all found out at the exact same time while we were riding in our family van. And my all my all my life like came crumbling down. I was like, all three of them? God. We're gonna tell them all at the same time? This Rough. is terrible. Rough. So well, I think it's a good call Wait, for Dr. Jen. You know, in the Latino community, you know who brings the presents? Papa, Baby Jesus baby. at twelve AM. Stop. I swear, and ba- I believe Baby Jesus at twelve a.m. the twenty okay, fifth, and that's why we open the presents at that time. That's way creepier. We're like, Wait, you open the gifts at twelve a.m.? Yes. Stop. Okay. All Latinos, all the kids up. stay awake. Okay, so listen. Yeah, we stay listen. up because that's when Jesus. Is Santa going. Claus, perfect logical sense. A little baby delivering presents yeah, all over he the world. All the presents, or that just to Latin America. Hard. Well, wow. listen. We can we never forget. The little baby from the 90s. The dancing baby? The dancing baby. It was the first thing that ever went viral. also working hard, okay? Yeah. If he can work that hard, baby so can the diaper baby Jesus. So cute. Mm-hmm. Free Kesha is apparently trending on social media. Why? Okay, well, this is very interesting. I was very um, involved with this whole cancellation of Dr. Luke. I know... A ton of people that have worked with him, um, and they all felt like he was uh, very uh, abusive and deserved to be canceled. Um, He is truly one of the best songwriters. He writes for everybody, Um, but he ended up changing his name from Dr. Luke to a different name and is still writing. He's most recently been writing for Doja Cat, a bunch of people, Um, but no one's been vocal about that except until now. Uh, Kim Petras on Sunday posted a tweet saying, get talented or good at anything and then talk to me. Now, it's unclear what prompted the now deleted tweet, but the message resurfaced criticism of Kim Petras's work with Dr. Luke, uh, whose real name is Lucas Gottwald. And now people are really upset and are um, ha- uh, posting hashtag Free Kesha because there was, as many of us know, a huge lawsuit between Kesha and Dr. Luke a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. She ended up losing that lawsuit. Yep. Um, and but, some other artists came out to support her. Yeah, they did. At the time, saying Kelly like, Clarkson came out and yeah, supported like he's gross. her. Yeah. Listen, anything Kelly Clarkson says, I believe. I do too. I, I, do, I don't know why. I just trust her. I trust Wholeheartedly. her wholeheartedly. A million percent. Yep. And she literally. Dragged him because why would you stick your neck out there for somebody else if it wasn't true? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, she and Kesha aren't like best friends, so yeah. why would you? This is interesting. And Kim Petras is working with them. Listen, this goes to show you that our community we still make bad choices, <laughs> like, like, we're you know what I mean? Yeah, but the, I'm friends with Kim Petras, like, I know her, we follow each other, we are friendly as can be, and I feel like she's such a girl's girl, like, she really is such a girl's girl. I'm surprised, but it also goes to show you the lengths people will go for a hit. Like, that, that part. And also, I have a hard time blaming her, and only because you have the world against you. You're trying to do something nobody's really ever done. And if you have this opportunity in front of you to say, okay, well, if I work with this person who maybe is problematic but hasn't been found guilty of anything, technically, right, I could get to a place where I have a bigger voice and a bigger platform well, to actually change the industry. I, I don't know if you know this, but Dr. Luke is the one that um, made her famous. Like Kim Petras? He, yes. No, that's what I'm saying, but that's exactly what no, I'm saying. No, but he found her, I think it was in Sweden. He found her when she was, oh. like, young. So he was... And 
And well, she might feel some sort of loyalty. Exactly. Maybe, maybe her experience has been different. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. He did. He found her. He brought her to America. He gave her all these hit songs. Blew her up. Yeah. So it's a really tricky conversation. And also, if he is problematic with women, it's possible that he's not attracted to a trans woman because that is a thing, right? So maybe he treats Kim Petras with a different level of respect than he treats cisgendered women. Or at the very it's least, possible. like a little sister because he's known her for there, so long. Exactly. So mm-hmm. a lot of layers to this one. Yeah, there sure are. All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursday. What to do if you feel guilty after setting boundaries? We have a professor joining us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, it's Therapy Thursdays. What to do if you feel guilty after setting boundaries? Gosh, boundaries. It's the worst. I feel like it's a word that nobody said until a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're all trying to set them. We're like, how do we, how do we get, how do we get in on these boundaries you speak of? How to get on on these boundaries? Well, Listen, we- I feel so bad. Well, I actually don't feel bad, but I, TBH, had to set some serious boundaries with a woman who allegedly gave birth to me. And your mom. I then I had to block her because honestly, people do not respond well to boundaries. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes it's your family, sometimes it's your parents. Well, you know who doesn't. Friends. You know who doesn't respond well. Who people who don't respect you. Yeah, and love you the way you yeah. deserve to be loved. Actually, because because my sister also didn't respond that well, and and it tends to be the people when you set a boundary with somebody who doesn't have a baseline level of love and respect for you to begin with, they're going to lash out and be mad about it. Because what makes us more mad than being faced with something that we know is actually true that we don't want to face? Yeah. Right? So when you set a boundary, I think sometimes the person's like, maybe they don't realize it, but subconsciously somewhere deep down they realize, yeah, I'm a problem and now you're trying to like do better and how dare you try to do better because I don't know how to do better. Totally. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not always even that they don't love you. 
They just don't respect but you. But when they don't respect you, it does mm. make you feel it's gaslighting yeah, in a way. You gotta love, you're like, yeah. Am I wrong? Did I sh- did I mess up? Listen, like, should I not have said anything? We're all taught that blood is thicker than water, and that you gotta love everybody. Blah blah blah. No, you need to love yourself first. Yes. Period. And we're not taught that as kids. No. Oftentimes, you know what I mean. We gotta love our country. We gotta love our family. We gotta love blah 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 blah. Our religion, whatever it is, but you gotta love yourself first. Yeah. And that is, I think. The greatest lesson anybody can learn in life is just to get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm number one now. Yeah. Not in a selfish way or a rude way, just in a way that self-care matters. Absolutely. So we're having that discussion in Therapy Thursdays. Um, gosh, speaking of love, have you heard about this little love, little love kerfuffle going on in uh, in New York City? Good morning, I'm America. I'm obsessed. Oh, you wow. told me earlier and this I can't story, stop thinking oh, about it. It blew up yesterday. Uh, two of the co-hosts of Good Morning America, Amy Robick and um, TJ Holmes, who's very hot, by the way, both also very married. And apparently, Page Six broke the story and there were all these rumors going around about the couple. Well, we have some updates for you and what's popping at the end of the hour. Uh, might be more than just rumors. Um, I just want to say that the morning show is my favorite show. This feels like the morning show. And it feels like yes. the morning show. It's <sighs> giving the vibes. I love Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon together. Obsessed. And Steve Carell playing that sort of Matt Lauer character. So good. So good. So good. Until it wasn't. Spoiler Amen. alert. Amen, baby. <sighs> Speaking of, I, I, I did see a thing yesterday of Matt Lauer, too. Actually, what? he popped up. He's been, he's been, What's he, he doing? He was outcasted like five years ago. And also, what a good time to like disappear because of the pandemic. Like, I feel like him, Kevin Spacey, like they all- I think anything that got canceled in the pandemic yeah. it got like scot-free. Wait, who was the- I think about her often. Carol the, Baskin? No, oh, no. close. The drag queen, Cherry yeah. Pie. Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie. She's got to be so grateful for oh the pandemic. Oh my God. She's working again. She- No. She started doing shows again this last year. Stop it! Yeah, I mean, what's she going to do? It's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, that is their income, and like, what are you going to do? No, feel, I get it. Just I'm be just, sad for the rest of your life. No, I mean, of, of course, you got to apologize and move well, on. Well, it's I guess. not about being sad, but she was like a Very predator. Prob- I know. And then it was like people were still not letting it go, and yeah. then surprise, then the pandemic happened. Go. Maybe Sherry Pie, hear me out. Okay. Maybe Sherry Pie started the pandemic. Oh, Breaking news. My right. Can you imagine? Gold. Listen, I don't want to point fingers at anyone. I don't want to point fingers at China. I don't want to point, but I definitely don't want to point fingers at the, at the queer community. Can you imagine if it was like, if somehow we found out that a member of our community, we'd never hear the end of this. Ever. Ever. So, Sherry, I apologize. Ever. But you should apologize too. Of the ever. Oh, so, we have a great hour coming up. We have lots of thoughts, a lot of emotions, apparently. Uh, but right now, it is time for News on the Beat with Michaela Gordon. Go off, Michaela Gordon. The number of same sex couple households in the U.S. has surpassed 1 million for the first time, according to recently released government data. There were more than 1.2 million same sex couple households across the country in 2021, up from 540,000 in 2008, an increase of 120%. The data taken from the Census Bureau's annual American Community survey about 710,000 of the same-sex couple households were married and about 500,000 were unmarried. The number of married same-sex households started to outnumber unmarried same-sex households in 2016 following the Supreme Court's landmark 2015 Obergefell v. Hodges ruling, which effectively legalized gay marriage across the U.S. 
All right. In other news, the Los Angeles County Superior Court judge declared a mistrial in the rape trial of actor Danny Masterson on Wednesday after jurors remained deadlocked. The Los Angeles County District Attorney said Masterson was charged in 2020 with forcibly raping three women in separate incidents occurring between 2001 and 2003. While we are disappointed with the outcome in this trial, we thank the jurors for their service. The district attorney's office said in a statement, we also want to give our heartfelt appreciation to the victims for bravely stepping forward and recounting their harrowing experiences. May I make it very clear that it wasn't that he was found not guilty, but the jurors were deadlocked. And Leah Remini has already made a major post about Danny Masterson um, where she believes that because he's a Scientologist, um, the women had come forward 18 years ago and they were told by the Scientologist community never to say a word. Oh, sorry, I'll silence my computer. Sounds like you're, yeah. Something, somebody's um, trying to get a hold of you. I think right, it's your hello. phone. Hello, it's Jenny Masterson trying to clear himself. Uh, um, he heard that he's listening live he right heard, now. He yeah. did. Uh, but she said that the women absolutely came forward, and unfortunately, they just were not believed, and the Scientology community just swept it under the rug. Um, but a retrial is happening, and I hope these women get the the justice that it's they deserve. It's so interesting because, like, statute of limitations and all those things. If it was 18 years ago, then those are null and void right now, right? And it's such a tricky thing because, on one hand, I understand the logic behind the statute of limitations. You don't want somebody to be able to be like 20, 30 years down the road, necessarily being like, "Hey, they did this bad thing to me back then," like out of the blue, right? Logically, that makes sense. But then also, when it comes to victims especially victims who are in a minority like like a woman to a man who's like maybe more like powerful than her or has like more strength or more like like clout or more money or whatever the case may be to tell those women that they can't come forward down the road and have a fair trial is really wild to me so i don't know what the actual solution is but it's just heartbreaking that these women have gone through this revealed this and now they're just being silenced yeah like I know. they're not even being heard and it happens it's all just the time, the worst though. Coming forward and then not being believed or feeling like you're not being believed. Sure, of course. It's not a good feeling at all. Yeah. I'm sorry, girls. All right, let's get into weather. 44 in DC, 36 in Chicago, 77 in Orlando, 36 in Seattle, 58 in LA, 67 in Cathedral City, baby. Give us a five of the day. The mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. When it's calm, everything becomes clear. Sometimes you just gotta like step away from it all. All right, so maybe you're one of the lucky ones who's never had to set a boundary in your life. Maybe you have just a life full of healthy relationships, and if that's the case, that is wonderful. Good for you. Chances are, though, um, those relationships, uh, at, at some point at least, will need a little bit of work and maybe a boundary or two. I know I've had to set them with my mother. You've had to set them with yours. Our boundaries look very different, uh, but the result is oftentimes the same. You feel guilty about it right? Setting the boundary with somebody who might love you, but might not respect you. So how do you process that guilt and push forward? We're joined now by a professor of psychological science at UC Irvine and the clinical director of Compass Therapy, uh, Jesse Borelli. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thanks, Jesse. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you. So it's interesting. We were, Michaela and I were joking moments ago before we were on air that like the word boundaries the way that we use it now when it comes to like mental health and relationships is a word that not a lot of people probably heard a few years ago. We weren't talking about boundaries that often. Now it feels like everybody's talking about them. Why are they so difficult? 
I, I think they're difficult for a lot of reasons. I think that um, one reason they're difficult is that we're not used to having to advocate for ourselves in relationships. Mm. Um, I think we like to have this assumption that other people kind of are going to intuit and understand our needs or that we're going to be on the same page as other people. Um, I think a lot of times it's it's much more comfortable for us when other people just know what we need and respect it without our having to advocate for that. Um, but none of us are born knowing other people's needs. Um, and or you're very lucky if you're born knowing other people's needs or um, if you have relationships where you just kind of have the same needs as other people. Um, but for the most part, you know, in most relationships, there are going to be points of friction or points of um, places where, you know, people have different needs at different times, and then there are going to be times where you need to advocate for yourself. I think, um, I'm so yeah. sorry. I, I was just going to say, I think everything you're saying, of course, is so important. I, I think that it's also important that when you set boundaries, oftentimes you can feel also gaslit because people get defensive, they get upset, and so they want to turn it on you. How do you, when you're setting a boundary, remain true to yourself throughout the roller coaster of emotions that may come with the boundary setting. I I also think that this can be a really tricky thing. And I think um, before you go into the boundary setting, I think it can be really helpful to be very clear about what it is that you're doing. Um, so grounding yourself in, um, the behavior that you're asking for um, rather than simply the emotion, because there can be a lot of emotion tied to this experience because it, as I just talked about, it can be really hard from an emotional perspective to this. But if, if you're just saying on a behavioral level, what are you asking for? So are you asking for, um, for example, to not meet at this place or at this time? Are you asking to not have a conversation at this time? Are you asking for someone to listen to your words? Um, what are you asking for behaviorally? And is that too big of an ask? Mm. Um, would other people balk at that? Or is is this person asking, you know, is it is it this person specifically who's having too big of a problem? Would, would you balk at that mm. if someone asked you for that? Um, because if you kind of can distance yourself a little bit from this moment in time and think about... Um, you know, the actual behavioral requests that you're making, um, it can help you uh, get some perspective on it. Um, the other thing that I think... Oh, no, oh, yeah, ahead. the other thing. I want to hear the other thing. I'm excited about this. <laughs> I mean, the other thing that I think can be really helpful in these types of conversations is to kind of preempt your own feelings of guilt and maybe the other person's reaction by starting out and saying um, something about how you feel about the relationship overall. So I always recommend to people that they say something at the outset about how important the relationship between the, them and the other person is. Um, something like, you know, our relationship really, really matters to me, or our connection really matters, or our time together is really important. Um, and, I, and because of that, I really need, I feel that I need to kind of say this. Yeah. Or I feel that I need to set this limit because if you ground your needs in the context of making sure that you preserve the connection, your connection with the other person, it might both help you feel better about setting 
your boundaries and also help the other person understand that it's not that it's an either or thing. You're not saying your relation, your needs or the relationship. You're saying your needs and the relationship. Well, it's sort of like, isn't it sort of like parenting? Like if you, if you uh, set certain parameters with a child or a dog, a pet, right? They actually, they're healthy because it's, it's setting like a boundary, like a a love parameter, right? And this is what's going to happen as opposed to, I know when I was younger, my boundaries used to sound something like this. You're not going to treat me like this. And then I would say what I was mm-hmm. going to do to make sure that didn't. And I never got the result I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now the boundary mm-hmm. looks a lot more like, like you said, listen, I really care about you and I care about this friendship or I care about our relationship and I want it to, you know, to do, to thrive and, and, and to grow. So for that reason, I need this from you. Can you give that to me? Mm-hmm. And it almost makes the other mm-hmm. person feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm stepping up and I'm doing something for them. Um, that's really, really, mm-hmm. it's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I, I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, no, and I love the way you said that. I think that was a really nice integration. Well, we appreciate having this conversation so much with you. Uh, Jesse Borelli, Professor of Psychological Science at UC Irvine and the Clinical Director of Compass Therapy. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, and uh, we appreciate talking with you. Thank you for having me. All right, so if you've been paying attention to social media lately, you've probably seen people posting their Spotify wrapped for the year or their Apple wrapped uh, showing who they listen to the most. I knew somebody that listened to Beyonce's Renaissance album like 29,000 minutes or something like that. And I was like, that, feels like, that feels like a lot of minutes of your life. How many minutes? That is. How many minutes? Are, 60 in an hour times 24. Let's do the math in this one, Bonnie. Okay, let's walk through this really quickly. So 60 times 24 equals what? 1,440. Okay, so 29,000 divided by 1,440. Okay. Do that for me, and let's see what we get. This is a big uh, one. 2.01. So this person spent, what, is that two full days? No, I think you did that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was following directions. 29,000 divided by, okay, or maybe it's the other way around. I think, no, I think I got it. Hold on, 29,000. Okay, doing... JK, 14.59. Yeah, okay, okay, here we are. Here so we are. 14 and a half days. So this person spent two weeks Listening to Beyonce. Two weeks of their entire year listening to Beyonce. That's wild to me. But if you think about it, you really do listen to music. Just plays in the background of the car. Like you're in the car. You're getting ready. You're at the gym. But that's just one album. Yeah. That's just one. Well, this person doesn't have a life. A couple of years ago, our number one played song on Spotify by like a million miles was Cry Love by Michaela Gordon. Go off, Because Michaela my husband, Gordon. God bless him, he played it on repeat for the first couple of days, blaring it in our in our home, and it was amazing. Sweet, sweet angel. And then I got sick of it. And I said, listen, I hear her voice every morning when I wake up, and I don't want to like hear it all day long either. God bless Amen. her. So he put it on mute and still played it over and over and over again to get her the Spotify listens. Listen, we love that boy. But How I'll cool tell you, is that? As a singer, it can be the most exciting thing or the absolute most crushing thing, depending on... To see your Spotify minutes? Yes. It's, isn't that weird because how that's a like, thing now? Because you're like, oh my gosh, this could be incredible if a lot of people are listening, but if you're a newer artist and a lot of people don't know you, nobody could have listened, and you're like, oh my God, I literally can't share my Spotify results because nobody listened. So for an artist, it could be the most difficult time. But I feel like, are you an are you a Spotify person? Or I am I'm on my Spotify right now trying to figure out what my Spotify wrapped is. I'm an iTunes person. 
Okay. Like when I go to listen to music, I go to iTunes. I don't go to Spotify. Apple Music? Yes. Are you Vane? What are you? I'm a Spotify. You're a Spotify. Okay. And I it- just want to share this. Oh, real sure. Quick. Go off. My top artist, as you should know Maluma. No. Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. That's, I'm so sorry. That's... She loves Bad Bunny. Okay. Oh, I have mine. Okay, so yours is Bad Bunny. I just did mine. Ready for this? Ready. Who do you think my top artist is? Honestly, there's no telling with you. Yes, there is. This is so easy. Lady Beyonce, Gaga. Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. Renaissance. Um, and, but my uh, it goes Beyonce, number two, Duckworth, who I'm obsessed with. Love, love, love. He yeah. opened for Billie Eilish last year. Very talented. Yeah. Number three, Adele. Number four, Sean Ross. Huh? What? Okay. And then uh, number five, Aaron Tavit. Tavit. He is uh, the broad the Broadway cast of uh, uh, Moulin Rouge. We went and saw it together. Oh, yeah. The original recording. Love. And I listened to him over and over. He sings Come What May. Yes. Okay, I kind of okay, like that. Good. Do you think your Spotify playlist says everything about you? Kind of. Kinda. It kind of does, yeah. It kind of does, right? Beyonce makes sense. Broadway makes sense. Adele definitely makes sense. Duckworth makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I get that. I get it. I understand. Spotify gives your personality. I listened to 4,321 minutes. Okay, so that's wild. So this person listened to 20-some thousand minutes. I listened to 4,000. They listen to music six times more than me? Yeah. Gosh, what would yours be? Have you done your? Do you do Spotify or Apple? I don't do Spotify, but I will tell you, my iTunes is currently. Here's what it would be: Christmas music. <laughs> it would be uh, the hip hop curated playlist. Tamara Braxton, who I recently went back to, and it's totally. one of her albums. Totally. Yep. It would be m- me, mm-hmm. Michaela Gordon, Vivian, and then the fifth would be. Um, um, wow, what's her name? Oh, how am I not thinking of it? What does she sing? You know, God provides, God provides. Oh, uh, Tamala Man, yes, yeah, who always gets thrown in. I went through a year of listening to her a lot, but too. I can't get enough of her. I love her. Mm. She catfished me, it's not a thing, <laughs> it's not a thing, but it is a thing. I just want to paint a picture of a young, very, very gay AJ. Paint it. And I was probably, I don't know, 13 when the movie Studio 54 came out. And that song was on the soundtrack. And I used to go in my bedroom and blare this soundtrack so loud, sometimes with Mm. headphones because I was very gay and didn't want anybody to know. But I would listen to it on my boombox over and over. And that song in particular, if you could read my mind, what a tale my thoughts would tell. Listen to me. When I, I swear to God, this is the truth. When I was 13, oh God. I sang the song in a church talent show. Wait, this song? Yes. <laughs> in a yellow checkered dress, and I came in second place. Who beat you? I was the best singer in my hometown. There's probably a lot for but it. But this bitch got me on a bad day. Oh, so you actually weren't perfect that day. I wasn't perfect. What's that? Are you still... And I have never Dealing with stopped repercussions. thinking about it. And do you know who that little bitch was? Don't tell me. It's like somebody big. <laughs> Lindsay Horvath. Lindsay Horvath? Wait, I know that name. The mayor of West Hollywood. No. <laughs> no. I swear to God. What? I swear to God. Wait, does she know this story? Yes, of course. She was there. She glared at me. And I was like, <sighs> you're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> Wait, I heard that I name and immediately day. knew it was somebody knew. I knew. Yeah, I know. Wow. I made out with her brother. Whoa. I know. Is she from Vegas? 
Yes. You know, okay, you know what's weird is when somebody tells you a story that involves two things or people or instances that you would never paired together in your brain and you have a hard time understanding it at first. That's what I just went through. No, I understand. Like when you when you when you have two friends who know each other but you didn't know they knew each other. Right. Yeah, yeah, that. right. Wow. I get that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Anyway, two people who know each other very, very well are the uh, co-host yeah. of the Good Morning America. It feels like the morning show. This is hot. What's going on? Okay, this is insane. TJ Holmes joked about giving wife reasons to leave before the alleged dun 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 affair. Page six is calling them out uh apparently tj and his uh co-host mm-hmm. have been sleeping together amy robach uh-huh. and uh i guess they left their spouses in august uh and since then they've been getting it oh well, okay, this all blew up last night and i don't watch good morning america but i know them tj is hot amy's beautiful as well and and but they're both married She's married to Andrew Shue mm-hmm. from Melrose Place. Yeah, hot. They both have kids, right? And so apparently they started last spring or so uh, training for the New York City Marathon. Or like maybe last the year before, but last spring things got real. And in May, apparently the, the affair may have started. And then I think they were in in uh, Buckingham Palace. Right, London for the for the passing of the Queen the summer whenever that happened, and apparently it got even. They got really close there, but nobody saw this coming. Well, then page six breaks the story, and there's all sorts of footage from them at a bar, like canoodling, and then I guess they went to a cabin in upstate New York so recently, awkward. and they're packing the back of the car, and every time he walks by her, he kind of grabs her like butt cheek or like brushes his hand across her butt. Like I do to my husband all the time. Yeah. Like Lisa does to you all the time. Well, it's very <laughs> awkward because in this article, they're posting Instagram posts that uh, like TJ made for his wife, Marilee. Uh, it was posted March 1st of 2020 where they were celebrating their 10-year anniversary. But he is gushing about her gushing making a huge scene in March of 2020 (sighs) and you would think like oh my god they're literally the perfect couple only to find out just two years later no two months no two years March 1st 2020 oh I thought you meant March 1st oh Mm -hmm. Two years, la- Listen, two years later, the pandemic was long. It was the longest pandemic, and you all had to get very close. It, it's really interesting, though, mm. to see what happened to relationships during the pandemic. Yeah. Somehow yours and mine both got stronger, not with each other. I can't stand you, but with our partners, of course. Thank God. Right, right, right. Uh, you know I love you. Um, but a lot of relationships did not, did not last. And yeah. his work wife, basically... But also, so is this, does it become an HR issue? Like, That's what I wonder. How's do, GMA going to Can you hand- shack up with your host and it all be good? Or can you get in trouble and they say that they don't want Here to Here she goes again. She's trying to sleep with me. She's trying to get an answer on air. You're absolutely right. Do you hear right. this, Vanessa? Mm-hmm. You little weirdo. I know, listen, it would probably make the content of the show so much better, but it's not going to happen. The tension will remain, Michaela. Um, no, that's interesting, though. I wonder about that. Yeah. Because... Today would be the day. Are they going to address it on Good Morning America? Well, apparently the producers were shocked. Yeah. Literally shocked. 
that they were having an affair. But people always commented on how great their chemistry was. Yeah. And now we know why. Now we know why. Sensual, sexual. Yeah, and they're both both very gorgeous. But I do feel bad for their partners. Apparently, they, they divorced or, or filed for divorce in August. Yeah. So, so and they sold their time. houses. They, they so they've been doing this behind the scenes for a while. Yeah. Getting their affairs in order. So maybe it's not as salacious as we think. No pun intended. Oh, wow. Affairs. Getting their affairs in order. All right, coming up, it it is World AIDS Day. uh, And we are talking to Dr. James Simmons on uh, what you need to know and how to check yourself uh, all throughout the year. Coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Coming oh, yeah, up this baby. hour on The Morning Beat. We've got some good stuff. You excited about it, Michaela? I'm, I'm beyond excited. It's like you really want to talk right now. I'm, You're shaking very... in my, I'm shaking in my boots. Different than excited. So. Just... Well, we've been getting insulted by Ivane, our producer, all morning. So I'm not very excited I, to I, talk. I know. I feel like I almost want to walk out. I did walk out. You did walk out with our fake Marconi. And mm-hmm. honestly, Ivane, it's just, it's not a good way to bring in December 1st. Okay, so two things. One, a Marconi is an award that like real like real radio shows win mm-hmm. for like, ex- exemplary work, Amen. right? We've never been nominated. We never will. We are just, uh, who knows? We just stole one from just, the so we stole other one. morning show. Yes. So there's a plaque uh, that one of the other morning shows. During the pandemic, they were out of the studio and we saw their plaque there and so it's from 2011 it. and we just took it. Mm-hmm. And we look at it every day and we say, congratulations, very, AJ and Michaela. Very dusty. Uh, they don't need it. They've got plenty. Don't say so our names. Now we have one yeah. from before we even worked here. So Good. that's how talented we Good. are, Vanessa. Good for us. Um, mm-hmm. But you think that sometimes we're... We don't uh, bring the heat. It happened the... like twice. You twice. think that we didn't bring the heat okay. twice in one year? Yeah, in one year. What day? Yeah, exact. Give us a what day. What day was it? I'm mm-hmm. sure I know that it Give was us an when example. Michaela was out. And oh. we were doing it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. wow. It was one <laughs> no. of just me? Michaela was out, but no, she was in. She was just uh, doing it from home. Home? Oh, it was those days. Yeah. So it okay, was your so fault. Okay, so the days I was, I was doing it from home. So it was yeah. your fault, not mine then. Um, I don't, I'm not going to take the blame for this. Listen. I, it's no one's fault. It's your fault. Listen, we're in a sinking it's ship and fault, I have Bonnie. one bucket. I can only we do so you, much. We love you. We worship you. Yeah. And this is- You drag this us is, like this? You're dragging us? On the us. first day of the holiday season? On national radio? Yeah. I mean, sure, I brought it up, but I wanted to talk People about it. People in 40 plus cities right now think we're losers, losers. because of you, Vanessa. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> or it's because of just what we do every day. I don't They're know. Sensitive. They're sensitive. <laughs> well, we're gay. We're sensitive. We are sensitive. We're, we're gay actresses. We've been traumatized our entire <laughs> lives, Vanessa. Yeah. Have we given you the fire Vanessa, now? Vanessa, are you homophobic? Are you, are you homophobic? Do you no. hate gay people? <laughs> do you hate us? <laughs> We really 
are so dramatic. I hate us. I hate, I us. hate us back. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That tracks. Okay, well, how do we transition to this one? Know. It's I'll World AIDS Day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we are going to be talking <laughs> to Doctor. It's World AIDS Day. <laughs> World AIDS Day. We're talking to Doctor James Simmons, uh, reminding you or teaching you for the first time the difference between um, undetectable uh, and, and and what it means to be undetectable and untransmittable. Uh, we're having that conversation because it's super super important. Also, an update on prep. Some exciting exciting news. If you haven't seen it already, we've got all the details for you in what the health coming up here in just a moment. Oh yeah. Right now it's. Time for news on the beat. All right, as you better bring the fire. I guess the stress is on. Okay, give me my fake Marconi. As Russia's deputy foreign minister claims that a prisoner swap between his country. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Not swap. You didn't swap like what? (laughs) What? Oh God, maybe I'm not bringing the heat. You're not. I meant to say swap. Prisoner swap. Prisoner swap between his country and the U.S. is still possible. Details about the conditions of Brittany Griner will likely face in a Russian labor camp have been emerging on Tuesday. Uh, Sergey was asked by reporters whether a prisoner swap could free the WNBA star along with former Marine Paul Whelan from Russian prison. There is always a chance, he said. Regrettably, there have been a few occasions when it seemed that a decision in favor of it was about to be made, but it never happened. Now, earlier this month, uh, Sergei told Russian state news agency Interfax that Russia was pursuing a prisoner swap that would involve the return of Russian arms dealer Victor Bout in exchange for Griner's freedom. But as MSNBC reported earlier this month, U.S. officials dismissed Russian claims of progress in Griner's case as just talk. God, this is so devastating. I feel so bad for her. Nine years she's looking at, Mm -hmm. away from her wife, away from her career. And I feel like just there has not been enough attention brought to Brittany Griner. Yeah, she's a political pawn. And I think that, I don't know, I think things are going to get really interesting in 2023 in Russia. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, the reports that Vladimir Putin is actually very, very, very sick that he's probably dying right now and that he's trying his last ditch effort to sort of like leave his legacy and, and and reunify Russia with parts of Ukraine and expand their territory, blah, blah, blah. I think that he won't live through 2023. I, I, just my gut feeling. Yeah. And I think that I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for her. Yeah. Unfortunately. I just can't imagine to go through what they're going through. If my husband were in that situation, I'd be losing my mind every day. Yeah, absolutely. How do you even sleep? Same. How do you eat lunch? How do you eat breakfast? How, how do you like go about your daily life? How do you show up to work when your partner's in a, a prison camp, basically? Yeah, it's awful. Doing hard labor. It's awful. a lot. All right, let's get into weather. 42 in Philadelphia, 60 in Austin, 57 in Denver, 56 in Vegas, 53 in San Francisco, and 66 in Palm Springs. I've got an idea. Give it. We could do a swap. Take Michaela. She's a hard worker. She have you seen her at the gym? I look so hot behind bars. So okay, that's that's problematic. I do. I look so cute. I just like work. I do my thing. I'm. A, I think I'm in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the, the mm-hmm. musical. I would just treat it like Chicago. We kid. Brittany, it's a really really horrific situation. Brittany, we're totally kidding. Obviously, I know. I know. We are totally. We I, find I humor. Sometimes I say really dark jokes, and then and I get really DMs from listeners who do not understand that I'm just kidding because I have trauma. I was just joking around. Well, let's let that be the vibe. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
you know what that means. It's time for another round of What the Health with Dr. James Simmons, Dr. Jimmy Sims. Ooh, ooh Jimmy Simmons, baby. Nurse practitioner and uh, clinical ambassador for the CDC's Let's Stop HIV Together initiative go. and a family a family member of Channel Q. Go Dr. James, how are you? Bad self. Yes, honey. I I am doing great. I think I'm going to have everyone introduce me as Jimmy Simmy from now on. Jimmy, Jimmy Simmy, uh, baby. Michaela. It's my favorite. I well, that's your name. Don't wear it out. Okay, wow. you got it. Jim, Jimmy Simmy is here. And thank you for having me to talk about World AIDS Day. I feel like it's a little weird to say this, but I guess happy World AIDS Day. I, yeah. Right, right. It's yeah. interesting. Whenever we, like, cause every week or every month is something, and I always, I always have to like check myself and say we're not like – Happy Trans Day of Remembrance. It's more like uh, as we honor yeah. Trans Day of Remembrance. So let's say as we honor uh, World AIDS Day and the accomplishments that have been made, I would love to know from your perspective, like where we stand right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess I am going to lean into Happy World AIDS Day a little bit because we part of the reason we do things like World AIDS Day and we continue to do it every December 1st is to change the, the stigma and the conversation around HIV, right? So people are still in 2022 really reticent and really nervous and stigmatized to talk about HIV, whether how it relates to themselves or even just in like polite dinner conversation. You know, I, I happen to be uh, friends with Javier Munoz, um, who was the original Hamilton, who is out and proud HIV positive and a great activist in the community. And at dinner recently, he was saying like, he really wants to change the conversation in 2023. This was his goal to make it not uncomfortable for anyone to talk about HIV ever in any scenario. And I just love that. And that's why, yeah. you know, even in the United States, we still have 30,000 new HIV diagnoses a year. Mm. Um, and it, we're not going to end this pandemic, which we have the tools and resources to do if we aren't able to really start having these conversations even more openly than we do now. Well, speaking of tools, uh, PrEP has been a, a game changer in recent years, right? And and there's a new form of PrEP essentially out there that really could be yet another game changer. What do you know about this? Yeah, so this is great. A lot, a lot of people know about PrEP, which right now most people think of as a once daily pill that when taken as prescribed every day, 95 to 99% effective at preventing HIV through sex, right? That's amazing. We also have a shot now that is approved, and that shot is every other month. It's called cabotegravir, and the shot is actually 97 and 99% effective uh, in the populations it's approved for, so it's even better. And for a lot of folks, taking a pill every day is just not accessible for them. So a lot of people who are at the highest risk for HIV are people who might have housing instability, job instability, like lack of insurance or lack of uh, you know, really high quality, high touch healthcare. So if that's the case for you, or you're just someone who like doesn't remember to take pills every day, you can be like, all right, I can set a reminder on my phone to go get my shot every two months. And I am just as protected against HIV. Yeah, that's really important. You know, I think that um, something in our community is that although we've come such, uh, we've come so far with, um, our community and them being HIV positive, it still is very much a thing and it is still something that is stigmatized. Uh, and I think it's important just to remind people that it it's not curable, but you can absolutely live a full life being HIV positive and, undetectable. and living a full life if your partner is HIV positive. Absolutely. And there there are a lot of, um, you know, discordant couples. Discordant couples is what we say when one part partner is HIV positive and the other part is HIV negative. And the reason that those couples can 
have lots of wonderful, amazing, great sex, and the other partner doesn't sero-convert is because of this concept, this scientifically proven concept, undetectable equals untransmittable. And a lot of our listeners kind of know about this, but I think it's really important to remind folks and, and keep it top of mind, particularly not only on World AIDS Day, but constantly. So if you are HIV positive, you're on a really good antiretroviral therapy, you take your meds every day, you get your viral load undetectable, meaning we draw labs, we can't see your viral load. Like, it's undetectable. You cannot transmit HIV to someone else via sex. Yeah. And it's just huge. So if you think about the two things we talked about then, if you take undetectable equals untransmittable or U equals U, and PrEP, so you're HIV negative, but you're on prophylaxis, you put those two things together, all of a sudden we're not transmitting HIV via sex anymore. Yeah. And I, we can end the pandemic. I think. I think the big hurdle is is especially our generation. You know, James, our, our generation and older. You know, guys in their like early forties and fifties and sixties. I think that we were so terrified of HIV for so long that I. I will be honest. I know all the science. I know the information. I talk to medical professionals all the time, yourself included. And I still think like if I were single today, and and I were getting into a relationship with somebody who's HIV positive but undetectable. I don't know how I would react. I don't know how I would be. And I know that sounds kind of maybe like a Neanderthal, but I don't know. I think I might have to take a moment and think about it, which is so crazy. So like, how do we help people who like know the science? They know better, myself included, who would want to do better, but are just still, I feel like traumatized for so many, from so many years of being just terrified of this. Yeah, it, there, there have been years because, the, you know, it's just like drugs or other things early on. You know, the, the narrative around all of this was like, don't get HIV or you're going to die. Mm. Right. And for the first uh, 15, 20 years of this pandemic or epidemic now, that's kind of was the case. But the messaging around it, it was so stigmatized because it was only happening to gay men, primarily queer folks, uh, primarily queer folks of color. Right. And so all of a sudden we have in, in groups who are already stigmatized, already marginalized, already to by some people's definition on the fringes of society. And then we're saying, oh, there's disease that is maybe specific to you. You know, all of those things that, that we know. Gay cancer. I think, AJ. Right. right. Yeah, gay cancer. Exactly. But I think you saying that out loud and publicly is part of how we move forward. I think mm -hmm. those of us from those generations. Right. And, and I feel like we, you know, we I lost so many people to the epidemic and who were, you know, the generation kind of right before us, and we all did, that we have to start saying, like, this freaks me out a little bit because I just, I grew up in this, like, fear, trauma scenario of HIV. The more we actually are open about it, the more then you're going to be receptive to, hey, all right, the science is starting to make sense. Like, I've released this trauma from me. I'm mm -hmm. open about it. I'm not scared to talk about it. And then you're going to have really amazing, robust conversations with HIV positive and HIV negative folks alike who are like, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to talk to the people who are doing not only HIV activism work like I'm doing, but just in general in the community who are like 25, 27, mm. who are like, yeah, I'm dating this guy, HIV positive, da, 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 whatever, he's undetectable. Like, and then anyway, we like went to the water park and it was crazy because I fell <laughs> off the slide. Like, they just, right. it's just not a thing for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's amazing. And that's what we've been fighting for. And we just have to keep pushing because we will get there for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Well, Dr. James, we appreciate you as always talking to us and talking on behalf of our community. We love our community. We, 
send love to our brothers who are HIV positive and our sisters who are HIV positive, Mm -hmm. uh, always giving them a voice as well. And thank you for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. And I just have to give a little plug here. Lots of folks are doing their year-end giving, right? And uh, locally in California, APAITonline.org is a fantastic uh, organization doing a lot of work with the uh, LGBTQ, HIV positive and negative populations here in California. And, uh, you know, we can always use some dollar dollar bills to help us out with the cause. Come on. Come on, baby. Dollar dollar bills, (laughs) y'all. Bring in the fire. Uh, Inflation prices. It's what we've been talking about for so long. Um, But would you charge people to eat at your home. Yeah, I was. This is wild. Okay, this is wild because <laughs> I will crazy, say, yeah. listen, I we just hosted Thanksgiving, a Friendsgiving recently. And I would say all in, it's it's $1,000 at least to host something like percent. that. The amount of food and alcohol we bought and decorations and rentals, the rentals alone were like three, 400 bucks just for like tables and chairs, right? And we were happy to do it. And it was sort of our gift to our friends, right? We wanted to let our friends know that we loved them. Um, but it's not cheap. And this mom of five and a grandma of six is charging adults $18 for a holiday meal. Her 12-year-old and three, uh, three nine-year-old grandchildren have to pony up $6. And her two three-year-old grandchildren are being charged $3. She charges the adult women less because they have families and work part-time. <laughs> This is wild. Is she crazy or is she onto something? Listen to me. I don't know. I'm kind of gagged. I'm kind of into it. She's a widower and a pensioner. She's mm. got five grown kids yep. who she's feeding. They all bring their children. They're and between then she's ages got like 24 and 37. Like they're yeah, grown. They're all grown. And she's cooking everything and making everything, living on her own budget in a, in a inflation world. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm kind of. Listen, I'm kind of into it. She calls it. She started the Christmas kitty jar. She said, um, asking her kids to put in two dollars a week and the daughters one dollar a week again because they're you know raising children. Um, I'm down with this. Like, listen, if everybody's on board, why not? Yeah. Because it is an awkward thing. Like, but also, like, you eighteen dollars a grown up. You, if you're a respectful human being, bring over something when you go to someone's house. No, she brought like a thirty or forty dollar jug of vodka for us, like Michaela did, and she picked up cookies for me and got ice. I think mm-hmm. she did a lot of things. So, like, I you like, end up paying it. No, totally. And I appreciate that. It means a lot when people help out and do those things because, it, it, like I said, those things add up. And when pre- people, like our guests, cover most of the booze. We yeah. drank a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. And then we had a few people bring dishes, and, and that really helps. Back in the day, I used to want to do everything because – not because I just wanted to pay for it because I was type A, but I'm down with this. Listen, she's on a fixed income. If you still want to have the same traditions, you're going to have to pony up. Yeah, I agree. I'm into it. Sorry, I was still reading because what she did say <laughs> was that – her kids will also, like, if all the kids don't have it, like, if one of the adults can only pay $12, then her grown-up other adult kids will pay their change. But either way, it's getting paid for, and they're, like, kind of having each other's back. I'm obsessed. I love it. Everyone's going to be charged at my house. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. That means you're up, Michaela. You ready for this? Um, I guess, since do it's my it. J-O-B. It. it sure is. Okay, well... I'm obsessed with Gloria Estefan, and when I was younger, we would blast Gloria Estefan. And that's how I proceeded to sing it. Um, But 
she is sharing her complicated reason she didn't want her daughter to come out to her grandmother. She says in the Latin community, a lot of these subjects just are not touched. It's very taboo. She was in a sit-down interview with CNN's Chris Wallace. The queen of Latin pop began revealing uh, this story. And she said, Emily, I thought would feel comfortable coming out to me. Um, we've been very open about the support for the LGBTQ community our entire lives. And at the same time, I had a mother with colitis that even if I brought up a bill or something that was not even important, would get very upset. Uh, her mother did die in 2017 at age 88. She said, we are all just families trying to get through the difficult moments in life. She continued, life is complicated. Life is tough. Um... Yeah, that's hard. It's a tough one. I remember when I was trying to come out to my grandmother because when my grandfather passed, um, I the thing I struggled with so much was that in my belief system, grow Catholic, right? You believe that you go to heaven. And when you go to heaven, they know everything. Angels are looking over you, but they also see everything. Yeah. And that's kind of what's difficult for me to wrap my brain around because here I am like in a relationship having sex with a man and thinking in the back of my mind, this trauma of like, oh my God, my grandpa knows now, right? And I and I really struggled with that. So I didn't want to go through that with my grandmother who I was much closer to. And my mom was afraid to tell her for the longest time because she's like, oh, she's old. I think a lot of people say that when it's, they don't want to like ruffle too many feathers when you know you come out. She's like, well, she's old. I don't want it to like kill her. And I was like, well, that's a lot to put on me. I didn't realize so much. It, didn't realize it at the time, and so mom much. didn't mean anything by it. But also, I was terrified, and so finally, my mom brought it up with her one time, while they were like do, doing something that casually kind of came up, and so my mom actually really helped me to come out to my grandmother. So it's a very every family's different, and I get this. It's hard. Yeah, it's sad though that it has to be. Like it's this. really sad. Uh, listen again. I will say my mom came out to my grandma, and my whole family disowned her when she was sixteen. So when I came out to my grandma, I knew what I was up against. Thank you, God. She learned from the first time and yeah. embraced Lisa. I'm grateful she got to meet Lisa. But I, you know, I don't really have any opinions on this either. Family's tough. Life is complicated, like yeah. Gloria said. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm. I hope that they all find peace with the situation. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up in our final hour, baby, we are talking with Christina Moore. Love. You may recognize her from AJ's wedding, but she's so much more. <laughs> she's got two Christmas movies coming out. What and today? We are talking which is about really it. exciting. So exciting. I'm going home to watch it. I'm going to yeah. get in bed and watch it. Uh, coming up next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, all right. Cut it. Cut it. Move over, Mariah Carey. There's a new queen of Christmas. Okay. We've had enough of you. It's time for our next guest who is taking over the holidays this month. Christina Moore on the Morning Beat. Christina, how are you? Hi, AJ. Hi, Michaela. What's up, please? I'm so excited. Oh, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, you've got a lot going on this month. Haven't seen you since my wedding. By the way, she flew down to Mexico 
for my wedding. Uh, so thank you for that. You're the sweetest, sweetest person in the world. And um, I appreciate that just by it the way. the greatest bestest time to be had by all yes. i mean you got married in like a paradise with a, <laughs> the coolest coolest most talented people like i mean you're like going to aj's wedding reception was kind of like a broadway show <laughs> slash like burlesque yes. slash like i like pyrotechnics and beyonce like you really <laughs> There was nothing like it. There was nothing like it, and I want to go back so desperately. Well, you performed five times at my wedding, Michaela, so you need a break. It was like our um, wedding. <laughs> but this this conversation is all about you, Christina, because you've got a big month. Uh, today, you've got uh, a film coming out, uh, Holiday or Hollywood Christmas, uh, premiering today on HBO Max, um, that you produced, correct? Yeah. Woo woo. Um, I did. My my husband wrote it, and our really dear friend Alex directed it. It was something that we developed during the pandemic, mm. <laughs> like the thing that we don't want to talk about anymore. Right. Um, and it's about a movie within a movie. So it's like a love letter to Hollywood movie making, a love letter to kind of your traditional Hallmark Christmas movie, mm. and a love letter to just Christmas. Mm. A, um, a a director of, you know, she's like a female director of the very typical kind of Christmas rom-com content, finds herself living inside of her own Christmas movie when the network executive comes to shut her down. Oh, so, my gosh. Like, it's a little like Moliere, a little farce, a little like, yeah, movie within a movie within a movie. Very meta. I and love I, stuff like that. I mean, kind of who does it, right? It's like soap dish, but for Christmas. I love it. With this. like kooky. And because I produced it, I got to hire some of my favorite, favorite bestie besties. So Ugh. the the brand new network executive who is played by the, you know, ridiculously talented, hilarious Missy Pyle. Oh my Amazing. Gosh. Also at yeah, my wedding. My- <laughs> Yeah, that was she was my wedding date. So, like again, we're in our own little metaverse right oh, now. It's happening. <laughs> this again. is so much fun, and you know, it's so nice. I feel like oftentimes with these holiday movies, we see kind of the same storyline, but this is such a fun twist. And the best thing about holiday movies is people will watch it every single yeah. year now for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think this is one of those. I think this is like one of those like Hollywood movie with a twist that calls out all the things. So if you are a Hollywood, I mean, if you're a holiday movie lover, Mm. you're going to feel so inside baseball like you are a rock star. And And you're able to know, oh, my God, no, no, no. This is when the small town girl meets big city boy. Like you're going to be right there (laughs) in it. Well, HBO Max, I mean, that's 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 a big deal. That's Hello. huge. Uh, what else is huge, though, is Netflix. You've got another holiday film uh, called I Believe in Santa, which premieres on December 14th. We actually have a clip. Let's listen, then I want to talk about this one. I don't think I've ever seen you this happy before. It has been pretty magical. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, Ella loves Tom so much. Oh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. So what am I not seeing? What do you mean? Well, it can't be this perfect, so what am I missing? Uh-uh, Elise. I am not going to let you talk yourself out of this love story. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? A lot could go wrong, and it does. And you play <laughs> you play Lisa, and, and your partner in the film, Tom, is actually played by your actual real-life husband, John. What was that like? Like, kind of the hidden secret, like, inspired by a true story, 
this is a little bit inspired by our real life relationship. So we got together in a May, spent like, you know, super sexy, happy summer. And then in September, I was like, oh, my God, he's ghosting me. He doesn't have the balls to break up with me. I'm going to drive to his house and raise hell. Good for you. That's something I, you would do. I was like the Italian way. <laughs> yeah. And I got there and his entire living room kitchen was decorated like a kindergarten football, like football bar like things like stuck to the walls he had six televisions like little did i know he was obsessed with football and like him and his friends had like there were six tvs like they ran like a sports bar every sunday (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious so it wasn't ghosting you he was just preoccupied yeah he was super preoccupied so we like this movie is a bit of a take on that of like, how do you, how do you, can you rectify and can you make sense of loving somebody who has a completely different belief system than you do? Mm. So the, you know, the spoiler, which is not a spoiler because it's in the title, I believe in Santa. So Lisa finds out that her boyfriend believes in Santa Claus. I do, I do by the way. <laughs> Little known fact, I still, I, I'm not even kidding this. We talk about it all the time. I still low-key believe in Santa. Well, I think Wait, you're 42 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's here's what I love about the film. I mean, again, of course I love it. I'm in it. But I think that what it really what the purpose was and like what our like what our mission was was like during a time of, you know, crazy political unrest and de-unification and we can't get along with anybody. It's like I think we all low key believe things that other people don't believe. Mm-hmm. And like, can we maybe finally decide to love each other anyway? Come on. Like just get on with it. Listen. Like and one of the the instrumental characters in the film is Tom's best friend who is named Asan, who is Muslim and gay. Mm-hmm. And his like, you know, he basically is like, dude. If Tom didn't care about things, like people re- criticize me, they ridicule me, they ostracize me, and he could give us yeah. grip. Yeah. So the fact that he believes in Santa, are you kidding me? What? Let's just all move on. Gives us all a little bit of hope. Yeah. Christina Moore, love you, adore you, could Thank do this all so day much, long. Thank you so much, We appreciate you joining us. And seriously, congratulations. I love seeing women win yes. and get these like high-powered jobs and like be the boss. And, and also, I just love that. Also, I want to make a film with you someday. I want to work on a project together someday because I watch the work that you do and I love it. It's inspiring. And it's also like kind of right up my alley. Like you're like, you're, you're, a, you're a good one. You're a good yeah. one. Oh, thank you guys. happy holidays and like aj just like plan another wedding and then we'll all get together together. that part tropical place well in the meantime in the meantime make sure you check out a hollywood christmas available today uh that is on hbo max and on december 14th tune in to watch christina and her husband and i believe in santa on netflix looking forward to it tell me something good This is the catchiest website name ever. It's called Zoomers to Boomers. What does it mean? Well, Gen Z, Zoomers, helping out the Boomers. Okay. So those are, uh, Boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. They call it the boom because it was right after World War II and everybody came home and had a lot of sex and a bunch of babies were born. Amen. They're Boomers. Uh, Zoomers born between 1997 and 2012. What year were you born, Vanessa? 1991. I'm not a Zoomer. Okay, so you're not a Gen Z. 
You're Gen I what? keep telling you, I'm a millennial. I forget. I thought yeah. I was millennial for a lot of years, too, and I, apparently I'm not. I'm a millennial. I young. Yeah. You're a child. <laughs> a baby. You're, you're young when it, when it suits you. Okay. So here's what's happening, though. <laughs> so uh, teenagers have a much lower risk of, of dying from COVID-19, obviously. We know that. And in California, uh, uh, a group of teenagers have gotten together, led by someone named Daniel Goldberg, who is a junior student athlete at San Marcos High in Santa Barbara. Um, and got together with a couple of his friends to put together this this website where boomers, who are now technically becoming senior citizens, which is wild, uh, they can go on there and have their groceries delivered to them from Zoomers. Oh, I love it. So they place the order. The next day, he and his friends get together, get all the groceries, and take them to them so they don't have to worry about going to the grocery store. Love. It's really cool. I love it. I love it. So cute. Very thoughtful. I wasn't doing stuff like that in high school. No, that's so thoughtful. Yeah. Okay, I love this story. Uh, This artist is taking lesbian couples, doing major photo shoots with them by dressing them up as retro and pinup. What? And I love this. Listen, lesbians are still women, and I think that... All women still are like terrified to age because of the stereotypes that are surrounded around older women mm-hmm. and to give these lesbian women the chance to be cool or hot or sexy is amazing, especially with their person. And uh, I love that this artist is Wait, doing so that. So one person's a pinup and the other one is what? Uh, a cool guy. A cool guy. Yeah. Well, I feel like logically you'd be the pinup in your relationship, but I would like to see Lisa as the pinup and you. Listen to me. I will never do another thing like that again. One year I was Sunny and she was Cher. She was so First of all, she was gorgeous and I looked like a moron. And Lisa, everyone wanted to talk to Lisa and nobody would talk to me and they were so mean to me. And I was like, You look really weird. That's not fun. I hate Girls like to be pretty on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, you were hideous. I'll probably do it again. It was a really good costume, though. Yeah. I love that. I love this. You know what you should be next? Tell me. You could be Morticia and Gomez. I know. We talked about it. But you should be Gomez. Uh, But I'll be Gomez. We literally just talked about this when we were watching Wednesday. Vanessa, you could be Wednesday. I'll join I'll, you guys. I'll be the tall guy with the like the weird guy who's like a oh, zombie guy. Yeah. Wow. Who's thing? Thing. Emil. Emil could be thing. Emil could be thing. Because listen, there's no black characters, and unfortunately, in Adam's family, so we could just cover him in hair. Oh my god, that would be so great. So problematic. Oh, okay. I'm different. No, that's not thing. The guy with uh, with hair with all the oh, hair. Oh, the hand is. is thing. Yeah. Oh god, I don't know. But what's the thing with the hair? Um, it's, it's not cousin, fester, cousin. 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 It. Cousin it. Yes. Yes. This is our, yeah, I love this for us. We're doing it. We're doing okay, it. Okay, we have a year. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> All right, as always, thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you stick around for Dr. Chris on Loveline. Relational warning signs is what he's giving you. Tomorrow's Friday as we sweep into the weekend. Thank you for listening. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 